Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. I have never really built anything huge before. Well, I built, one time I built like a treehouse for my kids, right? But that was just like, a, like an eight by eight platform out of my backyard. I put some four by fours in the ground, super structurally unsound, I'm sure. But whatever. I tied it into a tree, so that had to help, right? My architect's in the house. Like, if it's attached to a tree, <laughs> no problems. But anyway, I'd never built anything super large before. And building, I guess, building a church doesn't necessarily count. But this week, we got to start building this giant deck out back on our property. So if you, when you're looking at this, that building is actually really quite large. And so is the deck. It's, it's absolutely monstrous. That comes out from that side of the building right there is it 48 feet? Is that right? 36 feet. It's 36 feet this way, and then 24 feet that way. And then there's this big sort of uh, place in the middle. And we did that right there so that we could show movies. Everybody go, whoop, whoop. And, uh, and so it's going to have this railing on it, and the railing is going to be uh, set up to where we can actually move it so that when we have bands and movies and things like that on the lawn, it's going to be a really great kind of stage for doing all this stuff. And I noticed as these guys are building it, like, they are so incredibly precise. I mean, like, they measure every single board. Every single thing that's put in there is structurally sound and done just to the very, like, to the, to the, to the eighth of an inch. Like, all of these deck boards. And I'm, I'm working out there. I'm like, oh, no, man, just screw it in. Sounds great. You know, whatever you want to do. And these guys are amazing. And I noticed that they, they used their gifts in such an incredible and wonderful way. And I appreciate what they've done. Every move when they were building this thing was strategic. But what was really cool is when they were laying the thing out in the very, very beginning, they actually used string to maintain a line, all right? Now, I, I've never built anything like this before, so I've, I've never quite done this. Maybe I've got a couple of volunteers. Can I get a couple of volunteers? Is it volunteer over here? You don't have to do much. You just did a hole something for me. All right, thank you so much, Logan. If you'll go over here. I need one more over here. All right, that'd be great. Thanks, man. All right, so um, all right, grab this string here on the ground. Just grab it right there. That's fantastic. And, um, and kind of pull it tight. Okay, all right, let's see. We don't want to knock over anything. So, yeah, there you go. Perfect. All right, and, uh, and raise it up just a little bit so everybody can see it. All right, so they have this string that they would put in, like, are your arms okay? If you get tired, you can put them down, okay? If you get tired, you can put them down. All right, so, so they got this string, and basically what they would do is they could put posts along the string, and it didn't wobble this much. Guys, really, seriously, wobble. I'm just kidding. It's hard. <laughs> and, and they would be able to make sure that the posts were all perfectly in line. But there was one other really important part of this, and it was that it needed to have a level, right? So whenever you're building, I guess this is a thing that you would, all right, raise it up as high as you can go, guys. All right, let's see here. All right, wait, we need to introduce our, our people. Uh, tell us your name. Everybody say, good morning, Logan. All right, and tell us your name. Antonio. Everybody say, good morning, Antonio. Okay, so Logan and Antonio are fantastic. All right, so they would get down, and they would actually put the level on, and they'd try to see, well, it looks like, uh, Logan, can you come down just a little bit? All right, oh, no, that's too far. That's too far, and then up just a little bit. And they would get it just perfectly level all the way through. You guys can put the string down for a minute. Y'all give a, a hand to Antonio and Logan. Anyway, so they would take this level, and it was, it's all, in construction, it's such a hard thing to do to make sure that everything is precise. So it takes sort of these extra tools and rhythms to make sure that you actually can, can do them really, really well. I've always been amazed at large structures. Like, anytime you're walking down in a city, I mean, I just love to look up. 
and just to see these incredible buildings and how all these lines come together. And I can't help but think about how important this one tool is in that whole process. Because if one part of it gets off, right, like if Logan's side was just a little bit too high, then the whole thing gets twisted just ever so slightly, then everything else is off, right? Say right. Yeah. So you got to make sure that everything's level and perfect. And I look at these buildings and I just think, what an incredible thing it is to make sure that it starts with a place of level so that everything else that goes on from there can all be set up all the way through. See, this is the same kind of concept that God uses with us. It's the same kind of concept that God uses with us. We are basically massive structures that take a lot of building, right? And so God uses a level and puts us in place. I never thought about it really this way, but, it, but, but it's truth. God puts so much effort into building us, yet also we get an opportunity to be a part of that story, right? We've never said that just God just sort of puts us all together and then, and then there we go, but we actually get to be a part of the story. God wants us to engage in that story. But sometimes, as God's doing God's building with us and set on the level, we, we really need that same level. Sometimes it gets just off just a little bit. So in Scripture, God gave us levels that we could sort of help to continue in our lives with. And one of those comes to us in Deuteronomy. Everybody say this, Shema Yisrael. That's the first two words in Hebrew of what this actually is. It's called the Shema. Okay? That's what people call it when they talk about it. But that means hear Israel. Like listen, hear O Israel. Say Shema Yisrael. That's how this starts. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, I'm going to read it with you. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and ordinances that the Lord has charged me to teach you to observe the land that you're about to cross into and occupy so that you and your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life also means like keep reverence or be in awe of. So that you and your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life and keep all his decrees and his commandments that I'm commanding you so that your days... multiply great in a land flowing with milk and honey as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. And then here it is. Say, Shema Yisrael. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. That's it. That begins it right there. So that we know we don't have a whole bunch of other gods. Anybody remember talking about this recently in what? We just talked about it last week. The what? The Ten Commandments, really good, awesome, we're making progress. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I'm commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away. When you lie down and when you rise, bind them as a sign on your hand, fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, thanks be to God. Now, this was actually used historically in Hebrew culture for a really, really long time. As a matter of fact, there are all kinds of people that still have them bound up. They actually bind them around their arms or even to their forehead when they pray. And a lot of, actually, a lot of Hebrew families still actually have something on their house called a mezuzah. Everybody say a mezuzah. All right? It actually goes right on the doorpost. And this right here says Shema Yisrael, right? That's actually those words right up there in the, I guess, I can't, I can't really, oh, I can't, hold on a second. This will be really fun. We can do Hebrew together. Everybody say yay. yay. All right. 
right here, this says Shema Yisrael. They actually read uh, the other direction, right, because it's Hebrew. So Shema Yisrael. Everybody say that. Right, it means here, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. And it goes on from there to say what it means for us. And this is what they would do. They would write it on this small piece of parchment, roll it up. It's called a cloth. Everybody say cloth. Not cloth, buh, cloth, buh. Everybody say cloth. They put it inside, and they would actually take it, and they would put it on their doorpost. We have a few pictures of what that looks like. So you then, when you would go in and out of a building, you would actually touch that to be reminded that the Lord our God is Lord alone. It's the level. It's the thing that when we're trying to build, we could go in and out of the house and be reminded of who our God is. Always and forever. It's an incredibly cool thing that I encourage you, if you ever get a chance and you find one of these, you go visit the Holy Land, you want to get one, it is very cool to put that up in your house and certainly something that I would fully endorse as a pastor. It's such a beautiful part. It's such a beautiful thing that they used it like a level. It kind of helped them to stay in line with God. It kind of helped them to stay level. As they were getting ready to leave the house, they could always have that level there and remember, okay, okay. The Lord our God is Lord alone. So I'm going to do my best today to love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. And the level was there. Now, it's easy to post it up there, right? A couple little screws, maybe some little nails, no big deal. Got to find one, kind of expensive, no big deal. You could probably find a plastic Amazon version, amen? Right, stick it up there, no problem. It's easy to remember it. Absolutely. It's easy to remember kind of what's in there. Shema Yisrael, we said it a number of times here, oh God, that the Lord our God is Lord alone. No problem. We totally got it. But imagine trying to actually do that all the time. I don't know if you're with me, but you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Everybody say, okay, I got it. <laughs> See, life is a lot like that line of the building, right? Can, can y'all hold the string again? Can you come and hold the string again? This would be helpful. Logan, you were out so good. We didn't, nobody left and went to the bathroom or anything like that. That's good. See, when we get slightly off level, Razor's way up. It skews the whole building, right? I mean, imagine trying to build a building with it so far off. I mean, oh my goodness gracious. Like, it's just, it's not going to work. It's just, it's, it's completely off no matter which side I'm on. It's going to be, and then everything's going to be off from there. Just even a little bit. All right, Logan, go back to center. Let's see if we can get it level. See if we can get, all right, lift yours up, Antonio. Gosh, it's so, I mean, it's still not right. Lift yours up, Antonio. A little more, uh, we're, we're not even close. It's so hard. You guys can drop it. You guys can put the string down. When we get off level, that whole trajectory of our life can change, right? I mean, everything can be off. When we're slightly off level, you can't build a building like that. Everything else will be skewed. By the time you get to the top, the very end, it's going to be all messed up. It's just like the deck. If one of those boards was out of whack, I mean, we had to really try to push and squeeze to get it back on target. And even then, it wasn't perfect. We couldn't get it to be back on level. We're no longer on point. We end up way off on one end. When we love things more than God, we're no longer level. When we turn in on ourselves for abundance and for providence, we get off level. When we trust in others and their abilities or their money or their power more than God, we get off level. 
So we need the level to help us bring, help bring us back whole. And throughout history, we've got several of those, right? We've got, um, we've got scripture in general. Everybody's got a Bible in the house. If you don't, again, we'll give you one, all right? But, but, but everybody's got a Bible in the house. Just say, yeah, you got a Bible? You got access to one, right? Easy. This is scripture. That's a great level for us. It helps us to be reminded of all the different places in our lives and hearing the story and who God is and how we're called to be and living in response to that incredible good news. Scripture is a great one. Last week we studied what in, in, in worship? We studied what? The? All four of you that were here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Ten Commandments. Everybody say it. That was great. We did those last week, and we talked about listening to them upside down, remember? We said not to look at them as like, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, but to see the gift of God's grace in each and every one of them, right? You should love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. And this is our God who gives us a name, right? This is not some God that says, you have to address me as the great and mighty, almighty one, but a God that says, I want to know you personally. I want to know who you are, what makes you tick. And that's a wonderful gift. We saw that in those Ten Commandments. If you didn't get a chance to and you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about and you just need a way to go to sleep after like 30 minutes of talking, watch last week's sermon. You're welcome. <laughs> amen. Oh, amen, that. <laughs> but this week we have another pillar of faith. Not just the Shema, but it's actually something that we use every once in a while here in church. It's called the Apostles' Creed. Everybody say, Apostles' Creed. Yeah, does anybody remember when we use it? Does anybody remember when we use it? You typically see it. It's the part where we say, do you believe in God the Father? And then we recite some stuff. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his son? Anybody remember when it is? Baptism. baptism. Whenever we have baptisms here. Now, special side note for those of you that are like, hey, why don't we have a baptismal font out all the time? It's because our baptismal font is made of glass, and it was like $2,000 or something like that. It's incredibly beautiful. And we set up and take down every single week. And we also have little ones that take off running past it. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to buy a second one. Got it? But normally you would have that out all the time. And you would have it right at the entrance of the church where people would walk in. They could dip their fingers into it and wash their heads on that water to feel that cross and remember that that's the entrance into the kingdom. That God meets us in those waters of baptism. Well, when we have baptism, we typically have a table right out here and our big, huge baptismal font and beautiful water and this incredible liturgy that we go back and forth and we talk to the parents and the sponsors or we talk to the adults if they're being baptized and we just ask these questions. Do you believe in God the Father? And then we have this creed that we all say together as a congregation. Let's do this together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And all God's children say... Amen. Now, I'll spare you the entirety of the history lesson, but it first appeared in a 4th century letter uh, from Ambrose to the Pope, and, uh, and they talked about this creed that was ap ap 
apostolic in some way, and that it had these different articles and parts to it. And so that's kind of the first time we really hear about that coming to pass. But for the church, for like 1,500 years, it's been a part of who we are to help us understand ultimately what we believe, right? It's kind of like the greatest cliff notes ever (laughs) because of God's story with us. This sort of encompasses the entirety of it. It talks about who God is, who Jesus is, what the Holy Spirit's all about, and then it even talks about what is yet to come. It's a beautiful part of our Christian history and witness. Such a beautiful part of who we are. The cool thing about it is that it helps to keep us level. It helps us to remember the story in its entirety. Like I said, it's like the greatest Cliff's Notes ever. Here's how. Think about this, for example. Let me give you three, three different scenarios. This thing that you're facing, it seems just absolutely monstrous, and it's taken over. Maybe it's a work thing. Maybe it's a relationship thing. Maybe it's just a, an internal struggle that you have. And as you face that, you think to yourself, there is nothing that's going to make this right. There's nothing that I'm going to be able to do in this scenario, but I got to keep trying. I got to get it right because nothing is ultimately more powerful than this. Well, here's the level. Do you believe in God the Father? Yes. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. That means that God is more mighty than what you're facing. That God is stronger than the brokenness of the relationship that you're dealing with. That God's love for you goes beyond your own self-hatred or brokenness inside. It helps to keep us level. Or when you're having a conversation with somebody and they're like, okay, man, really cool, and I I totally get your Christianity thing, and I'm glad that you like hanging out with a bunch of people. I hear every once in a while you guys get together and have a little uh, bunch of bread and wine. That's fantastic. Neato, guys, singing your songs and cool. Awesome, good on you. And you think to yourself, what if... All of this was just craziness. What if Jesus was just a really good dude? I mean, think about it. I could get on board with that, right? He's a fantastic teacher. He has wonderful moral gifts to share with us. He helps us to take care of people. I mean, we could do all kinds of great social justice, and we don't need the church to do it, right? I mean, like, we don't need Jesus as a part of this necessarily. He could just be like a good guy that kind of led us into this whole thing, right? I mean, like, that makes sense, doesn't it? And then we realize, do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son? Wait, Jesus, the son of God, crucified, died, and buried, and rose from the dead. It keeps us level to remember who Jesus is, both God and man. Man. Or a third one. I think more of us deal with this one than we want to admit. Right? What if there's nothing? What if there's nothing after all this? What if there's nothing but just ground, darkness? What if the whole thing's a big ruse? Just to make us feel better or somehow give us some hope or something. Well, surely it's all nothing. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints? forgiveness of sins, the resurrection, and life everlasting. Yes. Yes, I do. It's the truth. It's bigger than us. 
It's lived beyond us, and it'll live way beyond us afterwards. It's the truth of who we are. But resurrection hope and promise is real. And we know that because Jesus said it so. Because God said, that's what happens. I'll take care of you. You will come and be with me, and everything will be different. Resurrection life, a new heaven and a new earth, that all of the old will pass away and the new will come, and all of that's contained there in that Apostles' Creed to remind us that we could get back on level. The level helps us to get on track, remember what we believe, and then how we live it out as Christians. It, except, 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 here's the thing, though. I keep coming back to this. Except the problem, and it's still, it happens with, the, like, even the Shema. It's almost impossible for me to stay level. I mean, like, as soon as I walk out these doors, I feel great, right? I'm feeling on top of the world, and everything's fantastic. And I can get on board because we're all together, and we just said all these great words. We prayed all these great prayers, and I'm looking to my left and my right. And as soon as I walk out in the parking lot and get in my car, I'm all by myself I'm driving down the road and that stupid guy on the bicycle <laughs> does he have to go 10 miles an hour in the middle of the road like can't you find another place to be bicycle man <laughs> I don't know why I picked on the bicycle man I think it was because I was on my way this morning I was running behind and I was behind the bicycles <laughs> we could recite that thing every day the Shema. We could recite the Apostles' Creed every single day, over and over and over again. And yet still, we're going to start getting off level. It's the truth of who we are, right? We are broken. But then it gets even worse. You ready for this? Jesus extends the level even further out into our lives. Matthew 22 says this. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, what's the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Now, we could assume at this point that he actually just went through the entirety of the rest of the Shema, right? Verses 4 through 9. He probably went through the whole thing. This is the first and greatest commandment, Jesus said. And the second one is like it. Y'all ready for this? Say it with me. Love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 40 says, all the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. <laughs> the first one's hard. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. <gasps> and also the man on the bicycle? <laughs> or that person at work that won't leave me alone? That's constantly trying to upend me? Or that one kid at school that for some reason just, just won't leave me alone and calls me names and tries to kick me out of groups? Or what about that person in my family that's constantly causing upheaval or frustration? Or what about that person in my life that was supposed to love me and didn't love me? Or that person in my life that abused me that wasn't supposed to abuse me? And all of a sudden, I'm right back where I started. Love my neighbors as myself? It's hard. The second one is even impossible. But see, that's the level. That's what helps to remind us. That's how we know when we're off base. And our trajectory is all, all wrong. That's the level. But at this point, I'm done. I'm lost. Brothers and sisters, I am not a pastor that's going to stand up here and tell you that I got it all figured out. 
or that somehow my life is just fantastic because I stay in the word and pray all the time. I am just as broken as everybody in here. And I'll own it. How could I possibly stay level? How could I possibly keep it all in line? How could I possibly love the Lord my God with all my heart, my soul, my strength? How could I possibly love my neighbor as myself? How in the world could I possibly do it? That, that right there, that's it. When you get to that place right there, then you finally get it. That's the whole point. Without Jesus, we can't. Without Jesus, we're nothing. Without Jesus, we're lost, broken, undone. And here's the thing. Can y'all come grab the string again? Imagine it like this. That this right here is the beginning of our lives. And this right here is Jesus. Everybody say, hey, Antonio Jesus. Put that string right on your heart. Make it come right to your heart. Right there. Now, see, when we get going in our lives, and our trajectory is pretty good, right? The, the level's on. We're looking really good. But right about this time in my life, I start going in a whole different direction. Hold it tight. Don't let me pull it away. Or maybe I start kind of going in this direction right here. Or maybe at this point in my life, I start going in this direction. I start pulling away thinking that I got this. I don't really need God. Or at this point right here, I start thinking that maybe, maybe there is no God. Or maybe it was way back here when somebody hurt me in a way that I can't undo, I can't unfeel, I can't unhurt. This is what Jesus does. Jesus holds the line right to his heart every single time. That's who Jesus is. That's the whole point of all of this. No matter how far we can pull this out of line, Jesus always has us right back to his heart. No matter if it's here in our lives, no matter if it's something that somebody did to us way back here, Jesus always pulls us back. Brothers and sisters, there is no way, no how, that you can actually do anything to level yourself out. You can't. It's a helpful goal. It's a helpful to keep us on point. It's helped us to look forward to that trajectory. But ultimately, there's nothing that you can do. And when we see how broken we are, how off kilter we are, how off trajectory, we are, then we really begin to fully understand that it's Jesus that pulls us back to him, that Jesus that pulls us to his heart. It's Jesus who is with us in those dark times, in those great times, in those difficult times, in those times that we choose to run, in those times that somebody made us go astray. It is all of those times Jesus pulls us back to him. Brothers and sisters, the creed is just like that. It helps us to maintain level, but ultimately and even better, y'all could drop the string. 
is it gives us a whole understanding that Jesus changes the line. It's the whole story. It's the story of who Jesus is in our lives. It's the story of what will yet be that resurrection hope and promise. It's the future. It's the past. It's the present. All set in one place. Broken. Beaten. Jesus taken to the cross. Into the dead. Into hell. By the way, that's the only time you are to say hell, children. Back on earth, though, death defeated, and one day he'll come again. One day sickness will be no more. One day pain will be no more. Death, sadness, and loss. Jesus brings resurrection. Jesus brings life everlasting. Jesus ultimately is the level that takes care of bringing us back right into relationship. And no matter where we are in life, no matter what we've done, or maybe what we've not done, no matter when Jesus comes to us, that's when our life changes, brings us back to him. Jesus always, brothers, say always. Tell somebody always. Say it always brings us back to him. That's the good news, brothers and sisters. Pray with me if you would. Good and gracious Lord, we give you thanks for loving us beyond our messed up lines. For loving us even when we take off running, when we can't love you with all our heart, with all our soul, our mind and strength. When we forget it and we don't write it on our forehead or bind it on our wrists when we forget and don't remember it as we go out our house, when we don't even remember it out of the parking lot of church, you, Lord of the level, you bring us back right with you. You are our past. You are our present here and now. And you are our future resurrection, hope, and promise. God, that is such good news. Empower us, Lord, to be broken, to own it, and to tell the world of your good news that our brokenness is not the end of the story. God, we give you thanks and praise. May you be glorified by all that we say to you. In Jesus Christ's name. All of God's children say. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.